magazine today. Who are the happiest people out there? Who do you think the happiest people out there? Are, no, it's not the richest. Not the richest. Are the people that are most resilient? Rav Nachman 101. The happiest people today, they've done studies over people's lives. Who are the happiest people today? The people that can get up the quickest under the most enduring circumstances. Moroccan wives, mother-in-law. Impossible situations. Trying to make people have impossible, impossible. But the, the, you know what's so great about Rav Nachman's teachings? Is you're going to get to a point where you're completely powerless. And you recognize, I don't have to understand anything. And once you get to that state where you're completely powerless, you throw it up to Hashem, that's when the magic happens. That's when everything changes in your life. And I had this this year in my Elul. My whole tikkun in Elul is obviously we have to take Bishonot. The whole tikkun in Elul is taking Bishonot. What does it mean? Basically our wives telling us something, we take it personal, we get angry. We don't take it personal, we don't get angry. That was the whole test in Elul. That situation, instead of blitzing on first down, they were blitzing on every down in Elul. <laughs> so what happens? So I said to myself, listen, I'm teaching these classes every single day, and how come three days in a row I'm blowing it? Three days in a row I'm teaching the class on Elul, next thing you know, I give the class, boom, I blow it. I, I said, what's going on? So I started to get upset at myself. Why did I get upset at myself? Because I, the ego tells me, oh, you should know this, how could you fail? Because, and then I didn't realize it's not up to me. It's, it's really up to Hashem. I told Hashem, listen, I know the stuff. I, I have the classes, I have the content. It's not, that, it's not a lack of intelligence. It's a lack of bittel. It's a lack of bittel. When I told Hashem, I am completely powerless. I do not even, can't even control my mouth. All of a sudden, everything shifted. Until we get to that, just like an addict running from a drug and running from a drug and running and trying himself, trying to figure it out, that's when you have to be in bittel. Bittel means I am canceling myself, I am annulling myself, I am bittling myself to a much higher concept. That is the word bittel. Bittel is Rabbi Nachman. Because the only thing to do when a person's in pain is to go into bittel. You're going to go into pain in life for a reason. Why? Because the only way that a person really closes his eyes to something bigger in life is through pain. There's no other way. When I people go, how'd you get here? Uh, I don't know, by happy, no, live through pain. Like we said before, inspiration or desperation. That's how people are getting closer to Hashem. Nobody's, nobody gets that email. You either get inspired or you get desperate enough where you have enough leverage Believe me, when I get into Rabbi Nachman's teachings, I get people to Rabbi Nachman's teachings, I'm not getting them through the front door. I'm usually <laughs> getting them through the back door. <laughs> Speak to this guy, Gidai, he's got, you got to have a problem. When they completely give up everything else is when they start getting into Rabbi Nachman. Because their logic, they're still dealing with logic. And our job is to really understand how much we don't know anything. Once you start recognizing how much you don't know anything, then you're not going to label anything anymore. You're not going to label anything good. You're not going to label everything bad. That's our job, is to recognize nothing has meaning unless I give a meaning to it. But if I believe that the whole concept of Rosh Hashanah is Hashem's creating this light, and He gave us this Matanat Chinam, the first 26 generations that the world was created, was created from Matanat Chinam. There was no Torah. There was no Torah back then, only after 26 generations. 
So when Ramnasan says in Lakuta Halacha, when a person connects himself to this concept of Matanat Chinam, of simplicity and bittal and acceptance, then he's able to get to this, then he's able to get this light of Matanat Chinam. The more we, we're fighting what is, what is really suffering today, if we look at it really. You have pain, resistance to pain, resistance to what is. If you look at what's going on today, well, who are really, people are really suffering a lot, never. It's people that are resisting reality. They don't want to go into bit. They don't want to accept it. If we don't accept it, how can I crown the king? Then I'm staying in that negative emotion. So acceptance is bittal. The more I accept and the more I open up my perceptive, my perception, the more I'm able to crown the king. The more I can say, Hashem, who I look keep. The if I can't if I can't get to that state of acceptance, then what am I gonna say? Fix this broken toy that you gave me. <coughs> That's not crowning the king, obviously. That's crowning yourself. So either we're crowning the king or we're crowning ourselves. So that's why the work on, on, on Rosh Hashanah is really connecting to this ma. Mahayana, who are we? Who are we to label things? Who are we to label something good or bad? Who are we? I had a situation this year in my company. The first half of the year, literally, I had, I had to just, I had to wipe out 90% of my company, 90%, including the CEO, all the psychologists, all the chokhmot, out, everybody. It was a complete breaking of the vessels, complete disaster. And six months I'm going into it, and every day one more headache, firing and hiring employees. Back, it was nothing. It was. I'm thinking to myself. I don't know, Hashem, don't you see I'm giving classes at least? Don't you see I'm trying to help people? Why are you putting me through this? Why are you putting me through this? Then I stopped asking why. And I just said, okay, this is what Hashem wants. And then one day, in Elul, the first day of Elul, my main competitor went out of business and I was able to get 20, 20 employees in one day. So once in that nine months of pain, of, 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 of concealment, of lack of clarity, of saying, what's going on here? In one day, it was completely solved. Everything was solved in one day. Not only did I get those better, I got the best employees. But obviously, if you don't trust Hashem, you can't have, you don't have vision. How can you have vision if you don't trust? Trust gives you vision. When you have bitachon, Hashem gives you vision. You become a visionary. A person becomes a visionary, he sees the whole field. He doesn't panic after any little thing. He doesn't give up praying. When a, when a day goes bad, or when he has a bad day in Shalabite, or he has a bad day in business. He's a visionary. He knows it's a process. He knows it requires breaking of the vessels. He knows he has to be a visionary. But when a person, Rav Nachman says in lesson 76, if you don't have trust, your vision is going to get taken away. If I don't have vision, what's the next, what's the next emotion? Anxiety and panic. What would you do if you had the main quarterback, can't see the field? He panics, he gets blitzed. He gets blitzed. He doesn't know how to roll out of the pocket. You can learn a lot from sports in Chassidut. It's very related. <laughs> but a good quarterback is calm, he stays in the pocket, he's a visionary and he sees the whole field. But the other guy, he panics and he gets blitzed. That's what happens when Nachman says in Lesson 74 or 75. How do you know? How do you know? If a person's afflictions are coming out of love, or if they're coming out of, God forbid, din. One key element, if you stop praying. That is the element. Whether or not you stop praying is whether you took it as 
as afflictions out of love, or you gave up, it's, it's God forbid it could turn into death. That's the indication. Whether, not, not how much you prayed, did you secession of prayer? Did you stop praying? Did you give up? Did you say there's no more hope for you? That is the problem. Not, remember, we need to understand how much we have to fight. We, how much we have to fight multi-conflicts. That's why a person should take himself. You have to, the books of Rabbi Kramer's books, there's no way in the world I would give you, I would be able to give one class without Rabbi Kramer's books. I mean, Rabbi Kramer's books, literally, I was, I put in with Rabbi Kramer, Rabbi Minor, 20,000 hours of constant review, constant review. This is how I know this up. But the, there's books like Wisdom, there's books like uh, Crossing the Narrow Bridge, there's books like Advice. These books, you have to have them. You can't go away, a person's in a state of, not in a good state, right away, what should he do? Call a timeout. Break that state and read and, and, and learn. Because obviously, if the problem is lack of dot, if the whole issue is lack of dot, which is lack of perception, then I have to go and, 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 and where am I going to get the perception from? I'm going to obviously get it from the teachings. It's very important to understand that. Another concept that we're going to speak about, <clears throat> which is very important, is America, whoever's American here, obviously we're all chasing something in life. America, they make you chase. Ramnath Rachman says in Lesson in Wisdom, he says that the Yetzirah thinks everybody's happiness is holding, is right next to them. And he has it like a closed fist, and everybody's running after it. And you know what happens when, he, when you get it? <coughs> Zero. What do you think is the problem with an addict? If I told an addict, I'm going to give you the drug of choice that you want, all the alcohol in the world that you want, right here in front of you, would he take it or not? He wouldn't take it. Why? Because he gets the high from the craving. It's not once he gets it. Once he gets it, he's like, this is all. It's the craving. It's the leading up to it. How am I going to get it? He's alive when he craves. The addict is alive when he craves. When he's craving for whatever he's craving for. But once he gets it, zero. Because what happens when you crave, when you do not, when you crave physicality, there's never an end. But when you crave, when you crave spirituality, you can never have enough of it. But when you have physicality, you get it, you get the craving, this is all I wanted, what happens? So what are you chasing? They're chasing the craving. So we also have to understand that my cravings, if I'm craving other things in my life, that means I really have a, I have a very high craving for spirituality. Every single addict that I know, it's a misuse of craving. Instead of craving toxicity, they should be craving infinity. All you have to do is change the channel. <coughs> they have a craving, but that craving should be channeled to what? Spirituality. So we also need to understand that we can't have a year of constantly chasing things in life. Constantly, we have to make sure to stay in our lane. Like we said in Benjamin Epstein's book, Living in the Presence, which he takes the book from Rev Cook's idea, that the, all the sorrow today is separating the what? The fruit from the tree. Thinking that once I get the true fruit, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be happy. It's like a guy saying, 
Once they get married, I'll be happy. No. You're going to go into second base. It's another challenge. Are you guaranteed happiness? Because you're married? How many singles tell me the yo-yos? Once I get married, I'll be happy. I mean, we could see it once you're married, obviously. And how completely chaotic is this thinking? No, it's a second, it's a second base. You're going into it now. Oh, once I have kids, I'll be... Again, second. So we have to understand that we have to enjoy the process. You have to start enjoying the process. Doing his bodhidud, when a person starts doing his bodhidud, his bodhidud is from Nachman talking to Hashem, there's going to be major yeridot and major aliyot, a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be times where you're going to want to speak to Hashem and you're going to have absolutely nothing to say. Zero. But when you're stuck in life, when you're stuck, your job is to do one thing. Not to make an excuse, to turn up the desire button. To turn up the desire. Whenever you feel like giving up in life, or whenever you feel like giving up something, that's exactly the time you need to turn it up. When you're thinking giving up, you should be thinking, turn it up. Giving up, Rav Nachman says in Lesson 66, is because that thing that you need is so essential to you, to your life, whether it's fixing the bread, or whether it's keeping your mouth shut with your wife, or whether it's having bitachon in business, or whether it's channeling your, your cravings. That thing that each of us has, that is, that is hanging on our head, that we're struggling with, that we feel like giving up on, is exactly what we need to turn it up on, Rav Nachman says. Because that goal, the, desi- the purpose of a person having an obstacle, is for the sake of desire. That's it. Stop making excuses. This, this new Rosh Hashanah, we have to say, stop making excuses, and we have to start making adjustments. <laughs> You're in a peak state right now. You're in Rosh Hashanah. God willing, you're gonna get into the holiday. You're gonna feel a peak. Everybody feels a peak. Before you get there, people say, how do I go, what am I doing here? You know, when the guy puts the cigarette in your face and the guy steps <laughs> on your shoe and he drops the coffee and he says, not only does he drop the coffee, he bumps you first, then he drops the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and like nothing happened. These are the meniot. This is the meniot to get to the tzaddik. Or the every single bump on the road from I never felt so many bumps going on the road in my life. Never, never felt. These are the many meniot. These are the meniot to get here. But once you're going to get to a peak state in Rosh Hashanah, which everybody will, this is the time when you're in a peak state, this is the time to make a decision. You don't, you're not going to get into this state very often in your life. But when a person's in a peak state, Lahado, Tony Robbins, they get everybody wound up, they get everybody running and high, blah, 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 jumping, jumping. <laughs> but one thing he gets them, one thing he's smart about, and he gets them in a good state. So that's where he gets them to commit to making a decision. Do this, start priming, start this, start that, start that. So we also have to use the same time when we're in a state of, of simcha. We have to make a decision. And now once you make that decision, you're going to have to pay the obstacle course. It's not going to, I uh, make a decision, now I'm going to get to do his bodhidut. Then you're going to have to pay the price. Every single obstacle that you have, according to your soul, there's an obstacle course to pay. It's not whether or not I 
I'm gonna get or not is how much can I push that situation? I remember the first six months of doing his bodhidut. Started in a state of desperation. Complete desperation. I was desperate, I was going through the course. My son had cancer. My business was completely new, new legislation. I had nothing to turn to for this bodhidut. That or I was smoking something. <laughs> People would have smoked, they wouldn't have gone into Bittal. That's what addiction is, unfortunately, the problem with addiction. It's not whatever the addiction is. It's, it doesn't allow you to go into Bittal. And it doesn't, when you don't go into Bittal, you can't get the new light of the new Makifin that you're going to get from that experience. That's the problem. Without going into Bittal, you never get the process going for the new you. Addiction stop Bittal. They say, I don't want to deal with this process. I don't want to go through these obstacles. So when you go into Bittal, that allows you to go into. There's a great book called by Rabbi Kramer. It's called the, the Garden of Suffering, which is a phenomenal process. It's a small pamphlet of how to get into Bittal, how to get into it, process by process, because you're going to fight that. Bittal, like we said before, is called nullify, closing your eyes to pain, closing your eyes to the immediate situation. So the first six months of his bodhidut, I did not feel a thing. You know, many people tell me, I don't feel it, I don't feel it. You're not going to feel everything. The first six months, I did not feel anything. Not only did I not feel anything, things got worse. Things got worse. Never forget, I think... We had a book that uh, Nisim, the rapper, he started reading The Garden of, of Peace from Rabbi Rush. The minute he started reading that, he said his wife turned it up three times on him. Because once you're going to get to the truth, the Yetzirah says, where are you going? You're a good black American Express customer. You've been here forever. <laughs> Who are you to change now? Who are you? That's where they blitz the person. That's why I say today, I pray for people to have enough resilience. I pay people to have focus. So once you, you're in a peak state and you're going to choose that item that you do, that you can, if a person's issue is Pigama Brit, if he has issues with, with that, that should be the number one thing. Because that will open up everything else. If a person has an issues with, with, with the Brit, number one, do not attack anything else but Tikkun HaKlali, 40 days, cleansing. Because that will give you your brain. If you don't have your brain, can't function, really can't work with much out there. That means we have to starve our distractions and feed our focus. Number one is that, because what's that? You soak. You know, it's like the guy telling you, I have all these orders, but they're stuck in customs. That's nice. They're stuck in customs. When a person purifies his brick, you know that's the hardest thing for a guy. That's what we're here for, Rabbi Nachman's teachings. We're here to fix that, because that's where the damage is. That's where the yeso, that's where the blockage is. That's where we have the hardest time. We know what a woman's tikkun is what? Woman's tikkun is her mouth. Honor. How many times did your wife say, I'm not going to that girl, that party. I'm not going to say, apologize to her. I'm not going to this. What do you tell her? Forget about it, what's the big deal? It's like telling you, don't look at a woman. Don't look. He's so accustomed to it, his, his neck doesn't go. <laughs> their, their, their job is, their, their heart, their tikkun is like our tikkun. Their job is, is their tikkun, is their kavod, 
like our tikkun is our eyes. It's just the same struggle that they have. We have we have a struggle with that. So that's what we have to work on. If that's your struggle, tikkun aklali 40 days. Because Rav Nachman says in lesson 50, you'll never taste the, the, the sweetness of prayer without that. He says in the lesson 36, you'll never taste the tzaddik's teachings. You'll never feel the tzaddik's teachings. That means people say, what's this Rabbi Nachman stuff? I don't understand it. And they just close the book because they haven't tasted it, obviously. They haven't tasted it. It's like tasting a, a beautiful piece of chocolate with a cold. You can't taste it. You're insensitive to this situation. So what is, what is the, unfortunately, what is the, the situation with the bread? It makes us, it makes us insensitive to, to, to real spirituality. That's why it has to be the first thing that has to be connected. The person single, he has to start looking to get married. He has to start looking for the right wife. Do not look for perfection. Make a seven into a ten. Don't look for a ten. Because even if you think you're going to get a ten, it's going to become a six. Seven <laughs> become a six. Do not look for perfection. Perfection comes when both of them work together to go. But people, they want the ten, they want it from this address, from this is, and they end up getting at the end of the day sixes or fives. Because a very beautiful girl with a bitter attitude is like a five. Is like a five. A bitter attitude is like a five. It's called sleeping with the enemy. There's a reason why. Believe me, I went through a very bad divorce. I'm just giving you guys reality. Real, real reality in life. So the main thing is that. The second thing, once that opens up for you, once the bread opens up for you, then Ramnachman's saying, your mazal's going to open up for you. Because the word motizel about the lot is mazal. Once your mazal opens up for you, you're going to feel better about yourself. It's very important. How many people tell you? My mazal's not there. I don't want to open up that business. My mazal's not there. They keep on blaming their mazal. So the mazal is very connected to that. Mazal is connected to two things. Belief systems, your muna, and your brit. This is, this is the two things we need to work on. Uman is a serious place. This is a place to dominate. This is a place to be serious. You don't want to spit there and be playing with all these little toys and then... Okay. You want to be serious. This is a serious place. You want to buy books. You want to learn. You want to increase your dot. You know, people play with guns and, and these little flashers. This is not a place. This is not the 4th of July. Person Rosh Uman Rosh Hashanah. He's next to the Tali. People would beg. From Nasi said he would crawl here with knives. Who would not? So when we have to do it, we're going to be in the peak state. We want a number one thing. Is the person holding okay with the bread? Second thing, if he's not open, take on his bodhidut. His bodhidut is, 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 the most, is the most powerful thing you're going to ever do. I've been doing his bodhidut, thank God, for the past eight years. This is where I get my classes from. This is where I get my, my Ruach HaKodesh from. I get it from his bodhidut. Every single day, thank God, I'm able to do it in the morning before I pray. Because if you don't want, if you if you don't go through life, and you don't take out the garbage in the morning, you're gonna wear that garbage down. You know what they say in this? What in psychology the word displacement means? That means your thoughts are displaced. You're upset at something in business. Next thing you know, what happens? Your kid says something to you. You're gonna you're gonna give it them right away. We're dumping garbage onto other people today. Because why? We didn't take the garbage out. You don't take the garbage out, you're gonna walk around with garbage. And then you're gonna dump the garbage on people. And then you're gonna affect your shalom bite. There's no other coping systems today than his bodhidut. 
because Hashem creates a lack in your life. Everybody has a lack in their life. One guy's lack is Parnassah issues, one guy's lack is Shalom Bayit, one guy's lack is, 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 is health, is being single. The lack is the pr- purpose of the lack is to get closer to God, to that lack. The lack is not to get upset, the lack is not to get depressed. Why do you think an alcoholic cannot pray? <laughs> Why can an alcoholic? Many people tell me, I just smoked marijuana, I feel so close to Hashem. <laughs> or I drink, I, I can't deal with my wife unless I smoke marijuana. <laughs> or I always need a good, I need to be, I need a good buzz to get closer to Hashem. What's the problem with an addiction? What's the problem when you're in that state? You feel whole. Where's the lack? If I'm coming to God with a lack, that's the whole point. You come with a broken heart, and after a broken heart comes what? Comes joy. <coughs> but you earned the joy. You came with a broken heart. And that broken heart became joy. But when you when a person is drinking or a person is smoking, he feels complete. He feels wholeness. In a world where there is no wholeness, where there's a lot of lack in this world. And that lack is supposed to be for the sake of getting closer to God. Through that lack. But when you don't want to, you don't want to lack. You're basically telling God, "Get away from me. I don't want lacks. What do you mean you don't want lacks?" And the more you pray, the more you recognize how much you're lacking, and how much you need more Hashem, and how much more you depend upon. But when a person comes and he's already drunk, he's saying, "I'm whole. I'm good. I feel great." But where's your lack? The purpose. That's why we go. It's supposed to do. First part of it's supposed to do. Or first, second part is gratitude, and then mishpat. Hashem, I'm lacking. I'm lacking. My mind is lacking. That's the purpose. Now you understand. The purpose of a lack is for the sake that Hashem wants to get closer to you. The whole purpose is intimacy. He wants you to have an intimate, intimate relationship. He can get rid of all your problems. Believe me, He could have gotten me those 90 employees, those 20 employees, in, in, in October, and I wouldn't have to go through that whole mess of nine months. But that whole mess created a lack, and it created a new relationship with God, begging Him every day, asking Him, helping me. You see, I'm powerless. I can't even try to get an employee. No matter what I do, what, where do I go? So that situation created such a lack that it allowed me to get closer to God, which ultimately was the greatest thing, because it forced me to be on a, on a, on a daily contact. But let's say things are too good for you in life and everything's going good. You know what's going to happen? You're going to start forgetting. You're going to take things for granted. You're going to run into boredom and stupidity. So Hashem keeps it lacking all the time. Just like you would never want to go to a soccer game with no goalie. <laughs> Imagine, going to the soccer game, no goalie. <clears throat> this is what you're asking for to not have any issues in your life. I don't want a goalie. Imagine fans cheering you. What, what, what's where? Where is the free will? Where, why would? What's the point of being? What's the point? So when a person complains about his lacks and he wants no lacks, he's telling Hashem, "Give me a game with no goalie. I don't. I just don't. I don't want a goalie. I don't want to deal with anything." So how do I get close? What's the whole point? Don't you understand? The whole purpose is when you overcome darkness, when you overcome the many out. This is what you're here for in Ruman Rosh Hashanah. To wake up, you have to take these many out and you have to turn them into nemiot. From Nachman says in lesson 66, you have to get pleasure from here. It's not easy. And you have to go into bittul and you have to roll and you have to 
get, you have to sit there sometimes in this bodhidut alone with nothing to say but open up my mouth. And the hardest thing is the beginning. And this is what a person needs to understand. He needs to understand. I have, I'm in a peak state. I need to make decisions. Life changes your decisions. Your Shalom Bayit and your Parnasa, which are the two things that wake us up. Wake everybody up here. There's not a person that's not woken up by his Shalom Bayit or his Parnasa. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 9, it's according to the level of Zivugim you make. Your quality of speech, your quality of prayer. How's your quality of prayer? Because splitting in the Red Sea and finding a mate is as difficult as splitting the Red Sea. Rabbi Nachman says splitting the Red Sea is referred to tzvilah. How focused are you? Imagine waking up in the morning, doing his bodhidut, taking all the empty garbage out of your life, taking all the things you can't control, and then getting to shakrit with a clear mind so you can be laser focused, and that's where vessels are made. That's where things happen. But when you go in there with the phone, and the, the head's in Tokyo, and this guy is this, and he, all he wants to do is what's for breakfast, what kind of kaleem are you making there? Focus is so important. Have to have discipline. So doing his bodhidut in the morning, it's the best coping system, because you, you know that the lack is good, and the purpose of the lack, and believe me, I don't need more tests on lacking, Hashem. You get, you get, you get, I'm good with this. <laughs> believe me, I'm good. Just like the Jews, when they, what happens when Pharaoh was running after them, what happened? They screamed out. What did Hashem do? He got rid of them. And then they forgot. And what happened again? They came back. They came back. This is what happens. You get comfortable, you get casual, you're going to be a casualty to life. That's why we do these classes daily. Person has, this is the only mind, this is the mindset of right now. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Appreciate your lacks and, and look at these lacks as a message to get closer to God. Don't look as a lack and fall into Malcolm Kadmir. There's nothing worse today, God forbid, than going to see religious Jews, people with Torah, with drowned out and beaten, walking around like they got beat, like the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> walking around like the Miami Dolphins. 0 and 16. <laughs> now, you could look at it two ways. It's the breaking of the vessel, new beginning, new draft picks, new team. The Browns? But we can't walk around with Mokhan Kadmut. We have to we have to do a better job and not letting one let I can have a bad hour, but I wanna I don't I wanna turn that bad day to a bad hour. That's better. I can be in a, in a tough state for an hour or two. That's okay. But I don't want it to ruin my whole day. I have to turn a bad, bad week into a bad day. A bad month into a bad week. Cutting down that Mochem Katnud area. Because like Joe Dispenza says, you don't want to be, your personal reality should not become your personality. If your personal reality became your personality, we got a big problem. Because that means something outside affected who you are. Why is he like that? Why is he so bitter? Oh, this happened to him. God forbid, I don't want to be insensitive to anybody. But we don't want to have a personal reality become our personality. That means outside affected inside. So what do I do now? i got a problem. Because then I'm always dependent upon exterior circumstances 
to become internally happy. I can't have that. I need to have a resilient mindset. I need to know, just like in football, to label a concealment. I label Tim Sumim. I recognize Hashem right now, I'm in a Tim Sum. I'm not seeing clarity. Label it a Tim Sum. Label it concealment. Rav Nassim said, there's going to be concealment and there's going to be revelation. You're not going to have revelation all the time. There's going to be concealment. What are you doing when somebody's concealed? You cry out and look. You have to label concealment. God forbid we never want to say abandonment. Abandonment means the problems. Abandonment means depression. Abandonment means yush. Abandonment means addiction. Abandonment means suppression. God forbid. Abandonment means losing your faith. How much longer do we have? Good? Huh? This is what abandonment means. We know, need to know the difference between abandonment and concealment. We need to know the difference from Nachman says in lesson 23. In the second half, 23 and 24, the difference between brokenhearted and being depressed. You need to know the difference. A broken heart is amazing. There's nothing greater than a broken heart. And there's nothing worse than a person says, I'm good. You need to know the difference between a broken heart and depressed. Any questions? Any questions so far? Any questions? Good? So, so yes. Yeah. The first is uh, obviously anything in the beginning requires desire. Just like a guy all of a sudden says, I want to get married. The first has to start with the desire. You have to build enough desire. Nothing happens without desire. The test that you're going to go through, and remember, I have five kids, I have three businesses, I have, believe me, I'm fully occupied. It's not a lack of time, it's a lack of direction. It's a lack of focus. Because I recognize if I'm the guy that's taking me three hours or five hours to, not, to, to, to saw a tree, to sharpen a knife, to knock down a tree, when I could do it in 10 minutes if I sharpen myself, then I'm wasting my energy on things I can't control. Most people today waste things that they can't control. So what this Bodhidut allows you to do it allows you to have an intimate relationship with God. You get it off your chest. You come with your lackings. You come with the nikud at that moment. You elevate it to Him. And then you can walk away and you know you did what you had to do. So the first is desire. First then, the first five minutes, you can say it's gratitude. Remember, what's the greatest thing about gratitude? It keeps you in the present. When a person is grateful, what is he doing? He's in 2019. <laughs> if a person is anxious, where is he? 2025. When a person is, God forbid, depressed, where is he? 2015. 19. Where, where did it happen? So without gratitude, I can't have presence. If I don't have presence, I don't have anything. I don't have the moment. So it's both to do keeps you, gratitude keeps you in the present. Well, what am I going to be grateful about? People tell me, I don't have nothing to be grateful for. Then you need that. Then you need perspective. Huh? Very good. It says it in lesson lesson sixty-six. No, lesson sixty. When a person's in Mochem Kadnut, he has to first recognize you're in Mochem Kadnut. 
Where, how do I stop that? Sometimes I'll take a nap. Stop, timeout. I see where this day is going. Go into Bittle. Call a timeout. Take a break. Go work out. Go listen to music. And then revisit that situation, just like Shalom Bayit. Are you going to ever win an argument? No! If you're in an argument, you're already lost. Guaranteed. If you're Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi Cold War, Moroccan is a fire. Two different, two different words, but we all get them. I always say Ashkenazi will sue you, Moroccan will scream at you. That's the only difference. So the first step is what? The first step is recognizing you're in Tsum. Taking a break. Just like you have an argument with your wife, arguing with somebody. Take a break. Then what do you do when you're in a better state, when you're in a peak state? You go revisit that situation. Believe me, when I'm when I want things for my wife, I'm doing it over dinner in a restaurant. I'm not doing it when there's five kids screaming and blah 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 blah. You have to be a good salesman. A good salesman knows how to sell the guy in the golf course. You need to know the right state and the right mood because women are. Is this being recorded? I hope it's not. Everything. Everywhere. Don't, don't be posting it on this because I'm going to end up in a dungeon. <laughs> no posting on Facebook and all that. And I, have enough Facebook, I have enough Facebook for 10 kill bullying already. <laughs> you have to change your state. You have to change your state. You have to change your state. So when, you, when you're going to do that argument, you change your state to a different area. When the person, because most people are regulated by what? 99% of people make decisions on their mood. So when they're not in a good mood, they're going to give it the wrong meaning. So I have to always change my state. Same thing with this boat to do. You feel constricted. Take a break. Come back in 20 minutes for music. It's very important. Rav Nachman said, he even told you, do Mila Deshtusa. What is Mila Deshtusa? Nonsense. Silliness. If he's telling you what Rav Nachman's telling you, do Mila Deshtusa, do silly things, because he knows the human condition, when they're suffering, he has to break that state. And he knows that Ramnachman never told you you're not going to suffer. Suffering exists. But your job is to give it bitter meaning, to go into bitter not suffering, not to numb the suffering, etc. Okay, this is for the person. What's going to be partner? You can come down a partner when he's his wife or partner in business. Sometimes, you, again, Hashem didn't have any partners. There's a reason why, but again, there's issues. Unfortunately, this year I had to make a, I'm making a new breast of sympathy. The zivug didn't work out, you know? Not everything's gonna work out. Sometimes you do need a baking of the vessel. You're not guaranteed that. It's tough enough dealing with one myself, now you're dealing with two people. It's tough enough. So partnership sometimes is a very, very, you know, my rabbi, the rabbi, a lot of people told me, don't go into partnership. Some people can handle. Some people can't, you know, depending on the situation. He said, but always with the partnership, give Nikudot to vote. He's always saying, find Nikudot to vote in that person. Yes, go ahead. Not make your reality into your personality. Correct, correct. I very much relate to that. What's the first thing you would do? Like, what do you do to get the state of not make it affect you, make your whole reality into your personality? Right. And you can't make decisions. Because you, you have to recognize again. Re when a person, what well, this question is, how do you not make your personal reality? It was better than the night. More, more better than the night. How do you not make your personal reality into your reality? Right, recognizing that your mood is determined by what? The meaning you give to that situation. 
when we get into, again, getting into Mochem Kadnu, which is a bad mood, is not seeing the good in that situation. And that's the job of what? The ego. The ego blocks perception. The ego does not let me see the good in the situation. I already recognize I'm going to have a lack in life. You also, a person needs to understand, he has to be satisfied being dissatisfied. You're not going to always be satisfied. That's another thing. Don't look for permanent satisfaction. That's also a goal you're never going to hit. So recognizing there is going to be some lackings. But my job is to look at Azamra. You know what? This is not so good. Look at this is good in my life. That's good in my life. So if you don't sing with what you have, you're going to complain what you don't have. <laughs> and that's going to become your what? Your personality. Personality. But it takes a Again, the more we think outside of ourselves, the less we focus on ourselves. So when a person's in a state of constriction, it forces them to do two things. Get outside yourself. If you're struggling in business, give charity. You're struggling mentally, you're struggling, you're thinking about yourself too much, go help somebody else out. Because you, your dad is constricted. Your dad is constricted. Any other questions? Good? Okay, guys, that's today's class. These are my children.
A little bit, a little bit to expand your diet is okay, but if it gets to a state where I have to be in that state, or smoking marijuana, that's for sure not being able to take. You're skipping the pain and going straight to the numbers. Paul's hot. I actually had a